If you have your Bibles with you, turn with me to the Gospel according to John, chapter 7, verse 37 to 38. John, chapter 7, verse 37 to 38. The Bible says, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, streams of living water will flow from within him. I want to address a few things. First of all, this is a general call. And in this call, there is a promise. And one thing is certain, the Holy God never lies. And whatever he has said, and whatever he has promised, that he would do. It was prophesied long ago that there would be a Messiah. And that came to pass swiftly. There was no delay. It wasn't too early and it wasn't late. The Messiah, who is Jesus Christ, came at the right time. Now, in the book of Joshua, chapter 21, verse 45, it is written that not one of all the Lord's good promises to the house of Israel had failed. Everything, everything God promised the house of Israel was fulfilled. God's promises have, have been fulfilled throughout the Bible. Whatever he has said has actually happened. We see that with Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, even with Noah, when God said, you know, whatever God says comes to pass, whatever he wants to happen comes to pass. So he tells Noah, build an ark. Build a huge ship on dry land. I'm going to send rain. And he did exactly that. He sent rain. And then this boat or this big ship or ark that was on dry land was now floating. Many of us Christians today rarely believe in the promises of God. We choose to believe in man who continuously break our hearts. Maybe there was a man who promised you marriage in 1992 and then he came to marry you in 94. You still believe in his word more than you do believe in God's word. The question is why? Why do you believe a man who keeps breaking his promises to you? Now, I'm not saying that man, I mean, he married you in the end, but then it wasn't what he promised. He promised 1990, what, what did I say? 1994. Uh, two, and then he came two years later. Now, God is not like men. God does not delay his promises. What he has promised, he will do, and he will not waste any time. As Christians, let us make it our life's mission to believe in the word of God. A friend was telling me a couple of weeks ago that most of us who profess to be Christians rarely know God. And I could agree with him because a couple of days ago, all right, I asked a lady friend what book she was reading in the Bible. She said she was reading or studying um, the gospel according to John. So I asked, what chapter are you reading? And she said she wasn't re really reading a specific chapter. It happened that she was just reading John 10.10 10 at that time. In the end, I noticed that she was not really studying the book of John or reading all of the book of John or, uh, 
I mean from chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, chapter four, just like that. But then it seemed that that morning she opened her Bible randomly and decided to read the book of John chapter 10 verse 10. We rarely know God because we rarely spend our time with him. It is said that if a thing is rare, if a thing is scarce, then it is special. But that's not the kind of relationship we want to have with God. A special kind of relationship in Christianity is the one that has us, all right, that has us in the presence of God always, every day. It should be like the relationship we have with Coca-Cola. It's everywhere we go, every party we attend, we see Coca-Cola. Let us build a solid and unmovable relationship with God. Or in that, we can be sure to trust his word. Now, John chapter 7, verse 37 to 38. The Bible says, in here Jesus is speaking, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, streams of living water will flow within him. Whoever believes in Jesus Christ, streams of living water will flow within that person. The King James says that out of your belly shall flow rivers of living um, water. Now I'm going to give you three points, three solid points, the points that we are going to take from this verse alone. And point number one is that Jesus is the source of living water. There is a song that goes like this. I believe it's a prayer too. It says that, Lord, I thirst for you. I long to be in your presence. My soul will wait on you. Father, draw me nearer, draw me nearer to the beauty of your holiness. Believers sing this. They love it. They raise their hands and sing this beautiful song. Unbelievers do not sing this because I'm not certain when they are unconverted, they straight away um, desire the holiness of God. But then unbelievers can also sing a song that reminds me of the woman at the well. It says that, like the woman at the well, I was seeking for things that could not satisfy. But then I heard my Savior speaking, draw from my well that never shall run dry. Fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Both the believer and unbeliever will affirm Jesus is the source of living water. We always equate water to life. Some time ago, friends visited me and I gave them water. Mostly when I visit them, I'm served with malt or something else, but not water. When I served them water, they were like, Charlie, malt no day. So I responded, malt no day, it be only water. Then I added, water is life. And then they made a joke about it and that was it. Water indeed is life. Humans cannot go a long time without water. Jesus is not saying he is water or a well. 
This is a figure of speech. What he is saying is that the most basic spiritual necessity of human beings is getting to know him just like we we need water for our survival. To exist as a human being, you need water to survive. There was a time when dry season in Ghana was quite bad. Wells would dry up, tap water was expensive, and if there was a well that wasn't dried up, there would be a long queue. In one of these seasons, all right, I was so thirsty that I drank red oil, like Zomi the Under. I drank red oil. It did not quench my thirst. I also remember my aunt visiting us one time and said she was so thirsty and needed Coca-Cola. After taking it, she asked for um, real water. There is something about water that it's the only thing that quenches thirst. We humans have a spiritual thirst and only spiritual water can quench that thirst. And that water is Jesus. Jesus offers himself as the answer to this deep thirst. And like he told the woman at the well, if anyone drinks of this water he gives freely, they will never thirst again. He told the woman of Samaria, if you drink the water I'm going to give you, then you shall never thirst again. Man has physical and spiritual needs, but we tend to focus on the physical and neglect the spiritual. We see people who are fat in body, fat in shape, but in the spirit, they are dying because they don't have Jesus, who is the living water. And it is our job as it is our jobs as Christians to call out to all, all people in a loud voice that we know one who can save them from this thirst. We do know one person who can save sinners from this thirst. Now, point number two, I hope you have a pen and paper with you. <laughs> point number two, those who come to Jesus will never test again. Those who come to Jesus will never test again. This is a promise. This is a promise God will fulfill. In the song, Fill My Cup, there's a stanza that says that there are millions in this world who are craving. They are craving the pleasures earthly things of old but none of these things they are craving can match the wondrous treasure that i find in jesus christ my lord many people are seeking god but the cares of this world have choked them many are seeking for fulfillment so they engage in drugs they fornicate buy expensive stuff thinking they will find satisfaction and fulfillment by doing all of these things. Just like I did not find satisfaction in drinking red oil as a thirsty little boy, and my auntie did not find satisfaction from drinking a bottle of Coca-Cola, nobody would find spiritual satisfaction outside of Christ Jesus. Jesus said to the woman at the well, whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. Whoever drinks the water I give him will never test. You know how refreshed you feel when you drink water. 
Your spirit needs water. It needs Jesus. This is a promise of spiritual refreshment and satisfaction. When we believe in Jesus, he satisfies our deepest cravings. Not cravings of cars or of gold or houses, but peace and joy unspeakable. And if the devil comes to tempt you with earthly pleasures to take you away from the source of living water, you say, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. I'd rather be his than riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his nailed, pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world, this world affords today. I'd rather have Jesus than anything. He has promised that he will never leave us and we are to hold on to that promise. And whatever promise he makes, he makes sure, he makes sure to fulfill them. Now he says that those who come who come to drink this living water, these ones will never test again. Believe that and come and drink. Point number three, which is the last one on my list. Jesus invites everybody. This invitation is open to all, regardless of background or status. You are invited. If you're listening to this right now, you are invited. You are part of of the people he is inviting to drink of this water. This is not a call to the rich alone or poor alone. This invitation is not to civilians alone or the military alone. This call is to all, the drunkard and the pastor's child, the teacher and the student, the thief and the victim. The spiritual world has been opened. You have heard the gospel. Jesus bids you to come and buy without money, to come and drink freely. You have no excuse. You have no excuse. Imagine not coming to this well of life to drink freely. And then on judgment day, what do you tell God? On judgment day, what do you tell God? Do you tell him, I never heard the gospel? Do you tell him I was never invited? Do you tell him that the invitation was not open to you because you were poor? No. Now, not only that, he is loving. Christ is loving and merciful that he bids you to run. He says in, in, in one part of the Bible that strive to enter the narrow gate. Run to the giver of eternal life and freely you shall receive this living water. And his promise, he says, you who drink of this water shall never thirst again you shall thirst no more out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water if you're listening to this right now tonight today whatever day it is or whatever time it is that you're listening to this please i urge you to open your hearts you have heard the gospel pray pray to god ask him to save you beg him to save you you need this salvation is a one-time thing you want to be saved now some some might be saying what if it's a lie but bro charlie what if it's true <laughs> eh? what if it's true just to die just so you so you see that 
it's really true that Christ existed and he gave you this free chance to hear the gospel and then believe and you chose to not listen. He's calling you. He's calling you. Come to him. Come to the mercy seat and he's going to save you. Come, drink freely. You are not going to pay anything for your salvation. It is not by works. You don't have to do something to be saved. You only have to come. Drink this water freely from Jesus and you'll be saved. Thank you for listening to this episode and see you in the next one.